Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, my buddy from St. Agnes down in Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing terrific, Deacon. How's everything? Everything's great. Thank you. You know, when we call ourselves Catholics, it does not mean that we belong to a huge international organization and we pay dues and get a subscription every month. It means that we are in a relationship with a person, the person of Jesus Christ. It reminds me of uh, Pope Benedict, Joseph Ratzinger. Uh, the person of Jesus Christ, who we know as both God and man, he's fully human, fully divine. So a relationship with him is a profound, life-altering and life-affirming event. So first of all, what do we you mean when we say, Frank, be a follower of Jesus? Well, I think in following Jesus, he'll take care of our needs, but we really have to focus on him. You know, he'll take care of, of both our worldly needs and our spiritual needs. And a lot of times people don't realize that, you know, they only think of, of their relationship with, with Jesus or God in their spiritual needs. But he will also take care of our worldly needs. No doubt. Now, there's a condition, though, to being a follower, a true disciple of Jesus. He says, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Now, when we take up our cross... We're accepting the will of God for us. So that may include not just being out of step with the popular culture, but also bearing a burden, like a loss of a loved one or an illness that we did not ask for and which we won't go away. So discipleship is not easy. It requires obedience and patience and gratitude, right? And that's where grace comes in. We need we need grace to 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 persevere and that the grace comes through the church and the seven sacraments. You know, when we trust in Jesus and not in the world, he offers us lasting safety, not passing comfort. I think that's a key point. And, you know, let, let's not hold on to what will not last at the expense of what is eternal. It's true. And, and it's funny when, when we think about what does God want? What does Jesus want for us? Revelation 3 has that famous quote, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, then I will enter his house and dine with him and he with me. We can say in a sense that he wishes to dine with us in the Eucharistic celebration, and he wishes us to dine with him in the heavenly celebration. Yeah, we, we can't hold back anything from him Yeah, because he wants all of us. I think Fulton Sheen said there are these gardens that we hold deep, you know, in, in, in the back of our minds that we want to take control of. You know, God, God even wants control of our individual personalities. When Jesus asked how many loaves and fishes they had, he said, give me all of them. And he could have easily have performed that miracle with one fish and one loaf. Right. You know, of course he could, but but they gave him they gave him all of them, and they were paid back in abundance. Oh yeah, and you know you pay, talk about payback. We also know this relationship includes a promise, a promise that he made at the Last Supper. He said, "Do not let your hearts be troubled. I have prepared a place for you. 
I will come back again and take you to myself. And this promise is a fulfillment of the one that God made to Israel. I mean, in the canticle of Mary, the Magnificat, right, which she proclaims at the visitation to Elizabeth, she says, the mighty one, God has done great things for me. He has helped Israel, his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise to our fathers, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Jesus himself is the fulfillment of God's promise, and he repeats this promise to his disciples and to us. I think the the problem is when we get, you know, we th there is no peace uh, for the wicked who live without grace. And when we don't count ourselves among these people, you know, but in as much as the things of the world disturb our peace, aren't we slaves to these things of all the things that we worry about, right? Yeah. And, you know, we've heard people ask, well, what would Jesus do? You heard that one in hopes of getting some direction about something. But I, I don't like that because it reduces him to just a very good example setter. And he is far greater than that. I mean, it's better to ask, what did Jesus do? And the answer to that is clear. He suffered and died for us so that our sins would be forgiven. And we encounter him in the Gospels, where he speaks to us through the evangelists with his own words. Yeah, we have to ask ourselves the question, have we ordered God first in all things for love of him? Then we can love the things of this world with a love that is pleasing to God and does not bring us joy. In, in this way, we increase, we increase our holiness and the glory of God at the same time, but only, only if God is first. Yeah. Do we trust in him also? What about that, Frank? Yeah, I mean, we, we don't understand. We think we've tried to pray and we still don't find fulfillment in it. It's boring. It's hard. And we ask, how is this making me happier, trusting and seeking God? What we will find fulfillment in prayer by turning all things over to him. You know, I said before, remember, he asked for all the loaves and fishes. He does the same thing with us. But do we give it or do we hold back? I think that's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Only when we give it all can we expect to see something of what we've been missing in our lives. No matter how perfect, no matter how beautiful our husband or wife is or how loving that person might seem to us. When he heals us and saves us, enters into our lives and loves us, we then fall in love with this saving Jesus. And once you love Jesus, you can't keep it to yourself, right, Frank? Yeah, I think St. Francis Borgia said it, viewing the corpse of the beautiful Empress Elizabeth, he reflected and said, henceforth, I will serve a master who can never die. Even the Empress goes the way of the flesh. The best things of the world are temporary. They can't possibly fulfill us when we're created with an infinite soul, an infinite hole in our souls, and only God can fill it if we get everything else out before he can do that. We must get everything else out. Yeah, you're right. So when we ask, are we giving our all to Jesus? We must remind ourselves not to hold anything back from him because he wants all of us, our hearts and our souls. Come to me, all you who are burdened, and I will give you rest. Amen, Frank? Yes, amen. Thanks, Deacon. Talk about this forever, I guess, folks. But don't forget to like us and, and, and follow us. And send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation 
at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. I'll talk to you next time, okay? God bless. Thanks, Deacon. <laughs>